Many people talk about the magical parts of becoming a parent, but so often we forget about or avoid talking about the very difficult or maybe embarrassing parts about being a parent for fear that we're abnormal or that we're a failure. Well, we want to create a podcast that highlights and celebrates those parts of parenthood because chances are you're not alone in what you've experienced. We want to talk about those challenges, funny and sad, good and not so great, and offer not necessarily a solution, but some guidance and hopefully comfort. Our main mission at The Natural Nipple is to empower new mothers and support them in their breastfeeding mission. And just because we said it's to empower mothers, don't tune out just yet, dads. You're a major part of this mission. Moms need you there to support them because it's not as easy as one might think. We want to help improve and optimize worldwide wellness by promoting awareness and helping to educate others on the importance of breastfeeding for global and economic health. Yes, it's not just a parent issue. This can have an impact on everyone. We want to discuss the social issues around breastfeeding, as well as provide you with the latest findings and research on the impacts of breastfeeding and parenting. We hope you'll follow us and tune in to the Natural Nipple podcast. You can follow us on Spotify and iTunes by searching The Natural Nipple and be ready for some great episodes. And if you'd like to find out more about us and our mission, you can visit us at thenaturalnipple.com where you can participate in our survey or donate. Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm good and you? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Woo! It's been a week. It really has. <laughs> I was just telling our audience who's already started joining, we're so excited to have you today. So the theme is essentially a pumping game changer. And we have the CEO of Lilu on, Adriana Vasquez. And already people have, um, Ashley, for instance, is already talking about her challenges and her pain with pumping. And so with that, I'd just love for you to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you started Lilu and what you do. Of course. Well, again, thank you so much for having me today. It's always so good to see you. <laughs> and uh, I'm Adriana. I'm co-founder and CEO of Lilu. And I started Lilu because I saw so many of my friends and colleagues uh, have challenges with breast pumping, right? It's, it's far from easy. And the technology, as you very well know, is not always uh, really up to speed with the realities of the context in which the modern mom pumps today, right? So what we realized is that we could make breast pumps work a little bit better, uh, make them a little bit more comfortable if we incorporate breast massage into a pumping session. So like breast massage can help so much, you know, to relieve engorgement, prevent clogged dogs. It also helps, you know, um, just like help that milk flow, right? So that the pump can collect it a little bit more easily. So there's all these wonderful benefits of breast massage, but it's actually so hard to do it in practice. So we automated breast massage and that's how we launched our first product, which is um, a massaging bra. And the goal really is to kind of build a company and a brand that very much like you're right, just makes it easier to breastfeed and breast pump because it's already so complex, you know, all the logistical challenges. So you might as well have products that make it easier and don't add to that, you know, complexity. 
A hundred percent. And I definitely share in your passion. And so I'll do just a short intro for anyone joining us from Lilu's audience. I'm Lauren. I'm the founder of The Natural Nipple. And I actually started this from my work as a clinician, a nurse practitioner, and my research with babies that were dying early from imbalanced gut bacteria. So similar to Adriana, we landed on importance of breastfeeding, but then realizing how challenging it is. And um, actually, like a huge part of, you know, the customer uh, discovery, which we going out and doing barrier to breastfeeding research came from pumping challenges and pain, especially when going back to work. So you can imagine, like this was described to me, it's like existing pumps, um, not Lilu. The action is kind of like this. It's almost like how you would like hook up a, a pump to a cow udder and it's very painful and it's loud especially if you're sitting in like the bathroom stall at your work and so um i would just love to hear a little bit about how you got this idea like how you landed on it yeah um so it all started <laughs> a couple years ago now um when, again, we were doing research into how technology can be used uh, to make pumping a little bit easier, did that kind of survey of, like, uh, what moms were already doing, what lactation consultants were recommending. And one of the main issues about, you know, why it could be so challenging to pump is, like, if you don't know if you're producing enough milk. So really, really focus on that. Like, let's make that part a bit easier. Like, know that you can almost every mom as difficult as it is is, um, if you have the right equipment if the flange fits properly if you have a pump again that you can adjust the settings you should be able to get that milk out and it's all about like they say like supply and demand Um, so when we realized that again massage could make such a big difference um, we actually you know we would be invited to moms like homes and you know, I was interviewing so many different type of like women with different careers, like doctors, lawyers. But what a lot of women had in common is like, well, I kind of just had to learn how to do this on my own. Like nobody taught me, right? Like we're a generation that is relearning and rediscovering how to breastfeed because many of us, I mean, I was formula fed, like a lot of, you know, the older generation was formula feeding because that's what was supposed to be, you know, best at that time. Um, and so, again, there's this whole rediscovery process. And what we realized is that so many moms, I love to say, like, when you find somebody that does a hack, right, to to make something easier, then you know that there's something there. And the hacks that we were looking at is, like, you know, you reposition yourself so that, you know, like, you can, like, compress the breasts. Like, we had so many moms that they have their pumping bras, but they're still, like, you know, grabbing the bottles with one hand and, like, compressing and putting, like pressure with the thumbs and knuckles on the other and we would be asking like why are you doing that and then like a mom was like well it's so obvious if I press here I get more milk look at this right like Boop. yeah uh, and yeah I mean again it seems like some at that point it seems so obvious but when we started to do a couple of things like a not everyone knows again that massage helps so much we were talking to the lactation consultants uh that were helping moms at the neonatal ICU at, at the children's hospital of Philadelphia and they were telling us look, I mean, some of these births are not easy, right? And any birth is not easy, right? Like, so there you are exhausted. Like, sometimes they just give you the baby and they tell you to put the baby on the breast, right? And you suddenly find yourself like, well, maybe the milk hasn't come in yet, right? Like, nobody has told me how to use this breast pump. And very quickly, right? Like, they tell you, okay, 
the baby is going to fully depend on you for the next few days and months. And you need to figure out how to feed. So yeah. what we realize is like, there's a lot of stress, there's a lot of anxiety. And again, but lactation consultants were telling us like, I just wish I could, there would be something that I could give all the moms with their breast pump that would do this breast massage for them. And yeah. again, like a couple of things started clicking and we were like, well, lactation consultants are trying to train moms to, to, to massage. Moms are like, you know, scrambling to like figure out like, how often do I need to feed this baby? Like, do I need to pump? Do I not need to pump? And we're like, well, yeah, well, wouldn't it be amazing if there was something that you just like put on this bra and it does the massage for you? So yeah. that's where we started. And then we just went like off on prototyping. And I know you also, I, you know, I'd love for you to share a bit about your journey with like prototyping. But like after that, really, you just guided based on user feedback, right? So that's what we did. Exactly. And it's so led by the pain point that you found. And, you know, for everybody that's joining in live, we would love for you to drop in the comments, just your experiences with the pumps that you're using now, um, you know, the problems that you're facing. And if you feel like, you know, there's other features, because really similarly to you, we started with, okay, well, how can we make breastfeeding easier, right? And like the NICU population, if we know the one thing we can control as clinicians is making sure those, mo those moms are able to give more breast milk and those babies are able to get breast milk for longer. And then we know a huge barrier is actually once a bottle is introduced, that shape, feel, and flow is just nothing like breast. So it can be really hard to get the baby to latch back on. Then that's compounded by, especially if you can't express in between and you're trying to pump for the bottle but the standard pump that's like is, is physiologically not like the peristaltic motion. So like this sort of like wave undulating motion that the baby's tongue provides to help deliver that milk flow and facilitate the letdown, right? So we did a lot of like analysis around maternal milk flow and lactation because that's where it really like blew my mind. And I'm sure you got to a point where you're like, wait, why doesn't this exist? This is clearly like you have to try to mimic maternal evolution as much as possible and that interaction with the baby at the breast. So um, when I realized that no product had ever studied lactation averages over that first year of breastfeeding to try to mimic that as yeah. how fast the milk comes out of the bottle. I'm like, no wonder these babies are confused either drowning or just get really kind of lazy like used to this easy fast yeah well from it can be heartbreaking right for moms who like i mean you're work so hard to establish that breastfeeding relationship many times it's not easy at all and then once you write you introduce like a bottle because of there's so many reasons right like you want your partner to help you know you want to like sleep a little bit more or you want to even introduce formula but like you you still want to have that breastfeeding relationship if possible yeah. and then you know there's all these comments that we get and hear from moms like well now i'm heartbroken right because my baby won't breastfeed like and now i mean my choice is what to become an exclusively breast pumping mom right and now i don't even get that like bonding that i wanted and I mean, and then if you're exclusively breast pumping, that can be either again by choice or by necessity. Yeah. And that the pump at all doesn't stimulate um, like milk production in the same way. In fact, many injuries, uh, we see many injuries that happen because you have the temptation to like set the pump to the highest setting, right? You want to, 
you know, get the milk as fast as possible, right? Or if you're not producing enough or you feel that there's not enough milk coming out, you, it's a common, almost, you know, you would think it's common sense, right? Actually, that can be very harmful because the milk ducts are so small. The flow is so like right different and you can actually end up constricting those milk ducts if you put the breast pump to a really high setting but nobody tells you this right like as you're discovering this by trial and error and I mean I was reading right like yeah I mean it can be I mean after a, a complicated birth if you have a baby at the NICU again just that like any birth right mm-hmm. like it's such a big learning curve right and I think that products today do a huge disservice because you assume that the product has been designed so that it'll help you guide you through that process and not the other, like it's completely the other way around. Like yeah. on, on top of like everything that's changed in your life and everything that your body went through, you're having to find out how to make this piece of apparatus that hasn't been designed for your body to work for you. Yeah, well, you just nailed that right there. And I know that there's comments coming in. Ashley, you know, explained exactly that scenario of a traumatic experience, like during COVID, having a baby in the NICU, and then being thrown a pump and trying to figure out how to work. And also, like, that pressure of, am I pumping enough? Is this, like, you kind of need, like, some bit of positive feedback because this baby didn't pop out with annual. And as you know, like you and I both know from our research with clinicians, unfortunately, you know, like we're kind of like having done bedside care, you're kind of saying like, oh, you know, try, yeah, try your best to breastfeed as long as possible, but then like not actually acknowledging the realities of what can happen with the pump you're handing them or with the bottle that you're even providing in the hospital. And that for me was like this, gap that we really had to bridge because if the products that you're supplying patients with are not data driven and not actually helping them achieve this clinical outcome that's best for them and for their baby's health like we need to make better products and so that's really where you know i left bedside care to try to deliver the natural nipple for you know matching mom shape feel and flow in a product and your your pump is really the other side though of where we saw these because a lot of a lot of women were describing actually just giving up like using pumped milk or breastfeeding altogether yeah. by that month mark because it can simply be so painful and you've you've said it really well you're like okay like crank this thing up like full power like wait, let's get this done i'm on let's my go. phone yeah. like, you know and then you end up with mastitis as well and it's just simply so painful that of course like why would you not at this point just be like okay formula it is yeah Um, it's really important to be responsible industry players and I love to see you know a female CEO in femtech because you're listening you're listening to what the market is saying and truly like up until this point our biggest question when we you know pitched for Johnson and Johnson and got investment Florida Blue which is an insurance company is like why hasn't this been done? And I'm like, if you think about it, like this specifically for infant feeding with a nipple, it hasn't been disrupted in 200 years since women weren't expected to leave the house when they were wet nursing. So there was really no need to reduce latching frustration, right? And so yeah. if you're manufacturing a 30% nipple right now and that's all that's available and people are buying it, what, where's the... Incentive, right where's the incentive to innovate and I will tell you like being on a product development journey for four years you might feel this with hardware 
I can understand why it hasn't been done before. But yeah, um... of course, well, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's the complexity of bringing a product to market. And uh, I mean, so many things have to come together. But something that for me has been a huge like motivation and driving force is um, like all the like, literally at this point, it's been thousands of women that have contributed, again, feedback, you know, beta testing, um, have like shared about the product with their friends. Um, it's like they say, right, always like it takes a village and it feels like so like cheesy and overset, but it really, really, really does. And yeah. I think that what we need also is like for the consumer to continue to speak up, you know, like to say what's not working, you know, to share these stories. Like, I mean, I'm, I, it's so brave, like what, you know, some of the listeners and the viewers are sharing, right? Like to like the, their own traumatic experiences, like, because if we don't talk about these things and, um, you know, uh, it's, it's hard to know where to focus efforts and like where, you know, um, and the good thing also about talking about these experiences is that you can find your tribe because you're not alone. Like, you know, you're not the only one to, to go through, a, like a lot of the women we talked to, they were like, oh yeah, this was hard, this was hard, but maybe it was just me. Maybe I wasn't doing something right. And it's yeah. like, no, it's not you again. It's the product. It's the lack of support. It's the lack of technology that's been yeah. well designed. And but if you're not hearing it and if other people are not hearing it, then they're going to say like, oh, no, this is not needed. Like, I never heard like my, you know, my wife or sister complain about this. And the yeah. reality is that because most funders are men, right, unless we don't talk about these things and they don't see the need. Right. And you hit the nail on the head there because I think the way you describe the problem, um, you know, it has to like and sorry for this background noise, it has to trigger like a pain point that somebody else has had. So I remember, you know, doing a pitch at Rise of the Rest and I'm like, oh my God, the entire audience is 50 year old white men and I'm going to go talk to them about nipples. And then I'm like, do you guys like sleep? Like now imagine it interrupted because there's a screaming baby and the reason you can't get your rest is they won't take their bottle because it's designed nothing like a woman's breast. And I mean, you can make that same arguments like if your partner is just up like painfully trying to pump and get this milk out and the baby's screaming like you, we need solutions like this um as a community um because we know the importance of breast milk and moms know like they want to do the absolute best thing for their baby but the reality is sometimes the tools just like aren't a being talked about like you said or like one a reality yet so i'm really happy working on this and then when you talked about community I I think that it's important to note like 82% of the breastfeeding women we surveyed across the U.S. just felt like they were not getting enough support from clinicians or from like other parents and then that jumped to 96% last year when we requested in COVID that's why I love like we've got social mama who's on today um and hey social mama we're so happy doing great things and what they've done is essentially and i'm butchering what they do but i call it tinder for moms like you're finding essentially like a mom around you that has maybe multiples or maybe like similar challenges and you're able to talk about those things and it totally helps if you feel oh i'm not alone in this these yeah. are the that this other person has tried and realizing how common you know, birth trauma is as well um and putting you know creating a 
a tool to give people a voice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like what we did then, like in the pandemic, we started to do this like mama happy hours with uh, both uh, Lilu customers and just anyone in the community. And it was amazing to see people come together, like, you know, again, share stories. And because some, you know, there was, I would say the mom that was like pregnant prior to the pandemic, right? So like her experience, like giving like birth was completely like not expected. And then afterwards, right, we started to see the mom that like was, okay, got pregnant already like knowing the situation we're in but you know of course like still hoping that things would change by the time that so it was just like this roller coaster of emotions and it was just so powerful to see people coming together and like you know in the absence of being able to have that like physical presence but still very much being there for others like virtually um yeah. Lauren, i guess i see i see tell me i would love to i mean i have the product here that i would love to show but yeah. I would love also if you have, like, and you can talk a little bit about yours. I see people are asking if your product is out there in the market yet. Yeah, of course. Let's talk, let's talk about it for a bit. <laughs> well, really briefly, I just want to congratulate Adriana. Both of us received a National Science Foundation, SBIR, grant for essentially continuing our research and development. And for all you moms, like, this big deal for us women because they fund NASA so um, I would just like to say like congratulations to you it's enabled us to essentially move our mold from Shenzhen China um, so we're actually going to have quality control and production inside of the United States um, that being said we have a bit of a delay right now and I could get into minutiae about how supply chain has really evolved and changed during COVID but there's a lot of demand on these because to make a product that's as specialized as this that flows as precisely as your breast designed after your shape there's there's of people that can make this in the u.s um and so i'm really i'm pushing them like beta tested and it's obviously reduced um a hundred percent of users reported reduced latching frustration and call it and so we are literally just waiting on our manufacturer to like integrate our mold like get going so thank you for your patience be sure as well to like head to our site and sign up for our newsletter so we can keep you posted because i'm i'm wanting this to get out there for you ashley and also for you um cassia and so with that i'd love to see your product adriana and yours yeah, is ready to go <laughs> Ours is ready to go, but I completely understand the challenges manufacturing. Uh, we've done, done our, our rounds of like chasing around like for materials and supplies and all of it. But just really quickly for um, anyone who doesn't know us, right? So um, we also have new packaging, by the way. Um, so it comes in a box, uh, I guess the size is almost like a shoe box. Um, and inside uh, what we have is we think of the product always like in, in three in three parts. One is the bra, like it's like, a pumping bra but we'd like to think that it's more like it looks more like a sports bra right we, we really wanted to add just like little elements like a splash of color things like that right we see some pumping bras out there that are not always you know <laughs> super pretty uh but what you're doing is like so important and we want you to feel like you know like awesome um it's very very functional in terms of like it's um the material is really soft but everything else is very sturdy because it needs to really support two things. The bottles, right, as they're filling up. Um, a lot of the pumping bras don't give you, like, a really good support. So a lot of moms find themselves, like, hunching over. You probably already likely to 
you know, have like a lot of strain on your neck and your back. So anything that you're looking for, like, I mean, this brow or anything else, like you really have want to have good support, right? As you're pumping, because it's, you know, your posture can actually, you know, also impact just, I mean, if you're not comfortable, if you're adding any stress to your body, um, those, they don't, uh, it's not that they cause low milk supply, but it does make, you know, the milk ejection reflex, you know, and, and like, and letdowns, like take a little, like stress inhibits can be an inhibitor for letdown. So you just want, that's why they say you need to be comfortable, you know, even if it's taking a few breaths, that'll make a huge difference. So that's yeah. why comfort really matters. And then what's inside the bra is like what we call our guy magic sauce. Uh, it's very hard to see sometimes in like a little small screen, but what we have here is just what we call the massage cushions. So you can imagine that when they're on the breast, um, they basically are just like wrapping around the breast. Um, and then what's the part inside, which is what powers the massage. So you put on your pumping bra right before you're about to pump. Uh, you set up your pump as usual. And then the extra step is you would turn the bra on and then you turn your pump on. And the bra will be doing massage for the entire pumping session, unless you know you can you can stop it whenever you want, of course. There's mm -hmm. two settings, high and low. Um, and one of the benefits of having the massage, right, is like it's stimulating milk flow, it's helping. Um, you can actually put your pump settings lower uh, than you would traditionally and still be able to get as much milk. Or in many cases, right, which is why we originally designed it, is you get more milk with massage. Yeah. So what we see is that moms on average that pump with a little bra are getting 30 to 50% more milk every session. And once you have an established milk supply, that can mean between one and two ounces of, of milk extra per session. So um, you hopefully, you know, for many moms, that's, that can be a deal breaker, right? Like, I mean, that's an extra bottle of milk or more per day. Yeah. yeah and that efficiency as well as just essentially like the relief that you can provide by helping prevent clogged ducts and mastitis. And also um, I'd love for you to like hit on some of the specific testimonials as well as health benefits um, that your users have, have mentioned. Cause I mean, we know if you're able to produce milk and feed your baby milk, how much that improves their immunity moving forward, their neurological development so much so that, you know, in the United States, if we help support women to breastfeed for six months, we would save three hundred billion a year in preventable medical costs. So, like those like, figures are staggering and mind blowing, but it just speaks to the importance, right? Um, and if we, yeah, like what we need to do is all these innovations so that you can breastfeed for longer. And what we always tell moms, right? Like, I mean, the reality is that I mean, if you if you mix with formula, right? Or if eventually you switch to formula, that's okay too. Like you've already breastfed for like any amount of time. Yeah. And that's extremely valuable. So um, in terms of the benefits, right? So besides the benefits of the like breast milk that you're providing to your child for um, there's research that shows that if you pump with breast massage, it all goes back to like how milk is produced and, uh, I guess the more common term is like fore milk and hind milk, right? But really what's happening is you're actually, because you're emptying the breast better, then uh, the milk that gets produced um, is richer in fats and nutrients because you're signaling to the body, right? That there's a hungry baby. And yeah. what happens with many breast pumps is that you're not, if you're not emptying the breast properly. That's why so many moms actually end up feeling like they have a low milk supply compared to what their baby needs to drink. It's like, if you think of the breast as a, 
cup of milk, right? And with a breast pump, oftentimes, unless you're doing that massage yourself, unless you're pumping for a very extended period of time, which is not necessarily good, you're mm-hmm. only emptying half of the, of the breast. And then that's not helping trigger, right? The next cycle of like milk production because right. it's all hormonally driven. And again, you need to signal that there's, you know, you're removing milk from the breast. So that's why we always also love to tell anybody that knows, you know, that, that we connect with, like, you don't need to get a massaging bra, right? Yeah. If you're struggling with low milk supply, we know, in fact, it's not possible, right? Like, it, we, we know kind of the limitations of, like, bringing a product to market. We're a startup, so we know that our price point can be a challenge. But we say, like, you can incorporate breast massage into your pumping session, and you will see how helpful that is, especially if you're struggling with low milk supply. And so milk that is richer in fats um, and prevention of clogged dogs. Also, of course, if you're engorged, right, massage can help alleviate that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So basically, massage is just like a good way to, it's part of what you should be doing to regulate that milk supply, right? Um, And even if you're not like doing it in every pumping session, right, but it's something that you can and should incorporate uh, just as a way to, again, prevent some of the potential complications that there could be. And if you think about like in terms of efficiency, like one to two ounces more every pump, but not just that, the ability to get it hands free, because by all means, you could try to work with your existing, you know, around your existing flange and do manual massage. But if you want to do that, you know, for 15 to 30 minutes, your hands you can't walk around. <laughs> exactly. We <laughs> all are busy, you know, even if it's like to like catch up on emails or like on a quick message uh like some of our customers you know have sent those pictures so sweet like a mom that was like i'm actually going to be doing the dishes while i'm pumping right because now i don't need to sit there and do massage but it's because um, you get time back from your day exactly <laughs> exactly uh for moms of multiples right we have a lot of moms of multiples so like if you're pumping for twins for triplets right like you need to like massage can also just help you pump faster right again in the end it's just helping like with that milk flow uh, and then the other ones that are really interesting, and I mean, you may have heard this as well, right? But like many moms get mommy thumb because you're doing so many new movements, carrying your baby and breast massage is one of them. But so there's a very common like tendonitis that you can develop. Um, mm-hmm. And so we've had moms that reach out to us like, and they're like, breast massage is killing my hands, but I need to use massage or I don't pump enough. Yeah. So that's another big reason why uh, we have customers that like, you know, love the bra and don't pump. We had a very cute quote, uh, like, I won't pump with anything else. And we're like, oh, that's super nice. Logan, <laughs> <laughs> And going back as well, because, you know, you talked about healthier milk that's richer in fats. You talked about efficiency of being able to, you know, have your hands free and also improve milk production. And just, I think a good analogy for that is like, if you're at... A restaurant and your glass hasn't gone down at all the server is not going to come pour more like you have to be alleviating and removing the milk that's in your breast for you to for you to make more and this is just a more effective way to do that and um you know i'm so happy to hear like how much this is changing new new mom's lives in terms of pain like I think that that's the one thing that women will put up with the longest and usually they'll put up with it until they have some sort of infection, but it can be excruciating 
with existing pumps. So I don't know if you've seen, if you can talk to how the Lulu pump breastfeeding massager addresses that. Yeah, of course. So you're absolutely right. We've had, we've seen and heard so many moms that put up with so much pain and it's a mixture, right? Like you hear both sides where, where people say like, oh, but I've heard that breastfeeding is not supposed to hurt and therefore like I must be doing something wrong or the counter is like, oh, I've heard that it's supposed to hurt and therefore I'm going to put up with this pain and it's going to be, you know, like eventually it's going to go away. So what we always say, again, check your pump settings. Like there's some pumps, especially now that a lot of even the most like portable pumps are saying that they're medical grade. Um, There's two things that make a a pump like hospital grade or medical grade. Um, it's like the fact that the milk doesn't get into the pump and therefore, you know, uh, there, there's less risk of, um, contamination of breast milk. But the other one is how high the suction can go. And some of these pumps, unfortunately, um, they market themselves as like, we have the best like suction out there. But again, you need to make sure that you're going to that suction level up until it's comfortable. Because if you do more, um, again, nipple injuries are very common. Um, we always see a lot of like uh, moms that don't have the right flange size. And if you don't have the right flange size, again, that's like not allowing milk to flow properly. And again, many of these uh, products don't say like flange sizes come in multiple sizes, right? Um, So with massage, a lot of the things that we say, uh, you know, put your pump to the most comfortable setting for you and let the massage do the rest. And then that's the physical side. But then there's also an emotional side and component where we heard so much like the massage is very soothing. The massage is soothing. It's a reminder that, you know, you're doing something amazing, like pumping and providing for your child. But it's also a time for yourself, right? That it's like, you know, you're, we had a mom and she said it the best. Like, she's like, I feel like super mom. Or like, yeah, that's the feeling we want you to have, right? Like you're doing something also. If you're taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your family and your baby. Absolutely. And just having that like sense of like, okay, wow, I'm doing something correctly or well. And like this positive feedback can be so helpful when we talk about the psychological side of pumping and producing milk, right? Because if you're actually more relaxed and your cortisol lower, it will, it will actually allow you to have that let down faster. But if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, so stressed, I need to get it done right away. It's amazing to actually somatically observe that change in your your mental perspective and then your physiology. So like the form essentially like following the function of what you think you need to do. So the more confidence that we can provide, you know, along with the product in terms of like, you know, clear instructions and support with how to use it you know, and creating a community like Social Mom is doing where people can talk about their hacks and their challenges. I think that that's really key. Um, And so another, did you have more health benefits that you wanted to touch on? Did I interrupt you? Uh, No, not at all. I I, I really think the comments, like, I mean, yeah, mastitis is quite common. One of the concerns, right, if like, uh, mastitis can become recurring, right? Um, So you want to address it pretty early on. And again, massage can help with that. Clogged ducts, yes, clogged ducts like, will go away. Uh, try if, um, actually, we'd love to send you a coupon. Like, massage just will help, again, 
for we've had moms that told us that they had like clogged duct and like they tried everything you know like hot shower you know like like um like pumping and breastfeeding like you know no fours like so many things but because the massage you know you can turn it on before a pumping session even right we recommend that the, the evidence is that you pump more milk while if you use it while pumping but we've had doulas that have tried it and they actually recommend to use it before you even pump and that might just help um so one of the things that we want to do and you probably also the same lauren like there's so much um, that we want to do in terms of cl more clinical evidence that we want to gather. Yeah. Um, because we have, again, all these, like we've had moms that had, don't, don't respond to the pump at all. There's, I mean, if you're one of those moms, right, again, it's not as uncommon as you would think. Like you can breastfeed, you know that, you know, the, the baby's getting milk from, from the breast. Yeah. You don't respond to the pump. The massage can actually make a difference. Like we've had that. So there's so many specific cases that we've seen but there's not enough research out there exactly so and like this is the thing that i'm super i'm super grateful you're doing in terms of you know applying for the sbr so we can continue to build out essentially like the efficacy of our product and that was something as well that i was just like pulling up this information if you saw me looking from the side so very few people had actually looked at intraoral suction of the infant so what that means is like on average, based on your baby's size, as they grow and they get stronger, the amount of suction pressure that they can provide is really helpful information. Because one, you can't really create a bottle that delivers milk at the correct rate unless you know these averages. So there was so much research the last four years that we have you know, independently do. And this can be helpful to deliver you know, for pump settings, right? Because we know target pressures for preterm infants is around um, it's called millimeters of mercury that you would set the pump to. It increases to 8.7 for zero to two months. As they grow to three to six months, it's about 114. And then as they get older to seven to nine months, it goes up to 147. So just knowing like, for one, what you're setting your pump pressure to yeah. and mimicking it to be as close to what your infant is providing is important. That's fascinating. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, that the pump... Like, if you don't know, right, you wouldn't know to do that. Yeah, and that's the thing is, like, that research was, like, the whole lactation flow rate, uh, first of all, hadn't been done over the first year. But then, like, that negative pressure, we still need more data to create, like, m more precise targets. But these are good averages to start, right? And then when you're talking as well about um, future products to, like, improve in the R&D, that was something, like, um, when I was 3D scanning lactating moms to create, you know, our mold shapes, um, one was a mom of preterm infants and her husband was deployed and she's like, please use these scans to make a better fitting nipple flange or excuse me, um, nipple. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, that would be great. And you know what I'm thinking? I mean, we hear a lot of like one of the big issues is um, is you don't know. Like one thing is the, the shape of the breast for the mom and then the baby's physiology, right? And both of them have, like, they're not always compatible. Like, and I think a lot of, there's also sometimes a little bit of frustration when it's like, oh, why, why is my baby, you know, like feeding fine from a bottle, but not for me, or I'm getting injured. So I feel like, and then there's a lot of moms that are getting, you know, their babies, like, you know, check for lip ties and tongue ties, right? But, and 
there seems to be no way of like properly evaluating that but yeah. i feel like i mean a well-designed nipple might like be able to help you with that right like to assess if that's the case right or or i don't know like a lot of babies i've heard that sometimes you have to take them to like a chiropractor right and it would be amazing like i mean if you know before you put them back on the breast if like your nipple can kind of tell you like yeah of course this is getting corrected right so that you're at less risk of getting injured and yeah. all like i think again like ways to make these products better there's plenty you just need to put the you know the right people with the right funding right and then of course an amazing audience and people that are willing to give you that feedback right of like yes this is something i want this, this is something like i would I would use that would make a difference for me so i'm so excited and like honored to be you know uh just like chatting like again with you i you know we've been following your journey and it's super inspiring and we need basically more entrepreneurs like you <laughs> or like you something oh, awesome. i'm so i'm so excited to see your progress because i definitely um you know, going from clinical and research world to actually how to make a physical thing, like something that exists in the world <laughs> and make it work well, really solve a problem is the longest journey and like most ups and downs. So seriously, for doing what you're doing for parents. And actually, I wanted to ask like, how and when can we order your products? I know like the the massage bra is actually available right now. I know you're working on improvements for future products, um, but where can we go to and what, where's your social channels? Yeah, of course. Well, uh, you can find us at Berlilu, like our handle here. Uh, all of our social handles are at Berlilu. Uh, our website uh, is also berlilu.com. You can find the product there. We also sell uh, at the FSA store and hsastore.com. So a lot of like your breastfeeding and breast pumping supplies are eligible for FSA and HSA accounts if you have. So we always encourage people to take a look at that. Oh, uh, awesome. You can find us at the at the Wild in, in Brooklyn, at the pump station in LA. So um, hopefully, uh, yeah, that, but the easiest way to find us is at wherelilu.com. Uh, always also available um, if anybody has questions to reach, us, reach out to us by DM. We do like video calls for demos, video calls for fittings. And um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, without telling much about what we're working on, uh, but yeah, the idea is to from here on build a whole line of products that can make it easier to breastfeed and breast pump um, by, uh, yeah, I mean, continuing to hear from, from our customers and, you know, tell us how you would like your massage bra or your pumping bras to be better and we'll get to work on it. <laughs> and uh, Lauren, for anyone listening for Whirlilu, um, I guess uh, just also tell us where to find you. Tell us when, you know, like get on the wait list. What else can we do in the meantime to stay abreast of the development? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> much so for everyone listening the natural nipple.com has a very prominent pop-up for you to enter your email so i can keep you up to date on when our pre-orders will be delivered so um with that being said we don't we're making some site changes right now but i'd love to touch on because you talked about lip ties tongue ties when you take your latch survey which actually pairs you with the custom nip, nipple best for not only your nipple geometry, but for your baby anatomy. If you have any 
indicated in that really short survey on our site, yes, I think my baby might have a lip tie or a tongue tie, it actually prompts you to have a free telehealth visit. So this product actually comes with healthcare, which I think is huge for the community that 96% that didn't feel they had the support from healthcare providers. And why is you may be getting rushed out of the L&D unit or out of the NICU, but like we've been able to start taking calls with in a HIPAA compliant manner with moms that like felt that they could not produce anything. The baby wasn't feeding for 24 hours. And then by going through actually latching techniques and different holds, massage as well, able to get that production going so they didn't have to go to the hospital during COVID and they were able to continue breastfeeding. So I think it's really important to have that, that known that we come with a built-in telehealth visit if you need it. That's um, amazing. I would yeah. love to share that with our um, followers and, and newsletter. So what we'd love to do is like, we'll get that information from you so that we can share it. And what I was gonna say, we'd also love to offer um, a discount to anybody that joined today. Uh, so I will follow up I will I will follow up with you Ashley um and uh but just in general um Lauren I will share with you um just some information on the product so you can share with your followers perfect we're both uh you know what I always also say for anybody who's out there who's also like a, a a founder out there very happy to connect over LinkedIn you know we can share stories we can commiserate and very happy to just share you know also like our journey uh bringing this product to market yeah, you're doing a wonderful job. Thank you so much for your time today, Adriana.